As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. Welcome to Android's Dungeon on CFRU 93.3 FM, broadcasting normally out of the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario campus. This is not the usual location to record the show, as we are both in our respective offices in our respective houses, and uh, it's a gorgeous night out. I've got the window open next to me, which I wasn't doing last week. Um... And it's uh, it's not quite 18 degrees, but it's it's. I feel like we're being teased with semi summer weather so far. It's a little cool in the morning still, but uh, around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, it's just it's great. I think Joel, you've been taking advantage of it. So before we go any further, I think uh, it, it's important to state that uh, Joel, you had a very exciting day yesterday. Yes, I am officially a professional disc golfer because I've made money. Did I tell you that part? No, you, you missed the part about somehow making money. Did you find 10 bucks under the basket? or <laughs> Profit. <laughs> uh, disc golf is a sport. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday I decided, uh, why not? I will go out and see what it's all about. You know, there's every, every week we go out and, and we see the league players out there and and we always make fun of them because they take forever and um take it too seriously you know it's like come on it's guelph league um but um <laughs> you can't beat them join them jack <laughs> so, uh yeah they, they're always asking if we want to join our league we've always said no and i decided this season i'd give it a try maybe we're good enough right so came out last night First night, first throw of the day, rolled out of bounds, and then back in bounds. <laughs> so, <laughs> bit of a recovery there. Yeah. Um, and then um, from then on, it was pretty smooth, just playing super cautious. A couple of the players were like kind of low key making fun of me because I was just throwing the disc down onto the ground in front of the pin instead of actually trying to putt because I was just too nervous to actually, you know, have to make that second putt back. And then, uh, yeah, things got a little better after that. I had a bad throw on eight, and then I picked up the disc to just kind of throw it under the basket like normally, but I was about 100 feet away, and it just kept going flat, 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 right into the basket. So throw and birdie from 100 feet, I was feeling pretty good. But it got better from there, because on the second round, come around hole seven, some guy uh, was having an awesome round, threw a forehand right under it for a birdie. Wow. I thought, you know, maybe I can do it too. So I, you know, I leaned forward a little bit extra, and the, this came out like super fast and low, but kind of wobbly because I think I put like just a little too much power on it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it like stabled up about halfway through the flight, came around those trees on seven, hit the ground hard. And skipped up into the basket for my first the, ace. The fact it skipped into the basket makes this even more special because it, <laughs> yeah. an ace in itself, yeah, fantastic. But like a bouncing into the basket yeah. ace, brilliant. A skip ace, yeah, awesome, yeah. And obviously, 
it would have been amazing had I been out with like Jason and Dave or something like that, you know, or friends that I played disc golf with. But I was in a league and there were like 20 cards around me all turn and see my ace go in. And so that was just amazing, you know, just having that big crowd around there. Uh, I mean, it's obviously like addictive. This is why people compete and everything <laughs> like that is when there's audiences, right? Yeah. But um, well, honestly, where's the money come in, Joel? Yeah, it's it's been a really cool day, like night and day. Like last night, there were about like 24 people on Facebook sending me messages congratulating me from the league. Some wow. random guy asked me if I wanted to play today. Wow. And then the league contacted me and they had an ace pool. Yeah. So they had, you know, they, they put money into it every week. And I guess some people have been contributing to it for a long time. I hadn't put any money into the ace pool, right? I yeah. just showed up. So I wasn't qualified for the prize but they wanted to give me something so they gave me they offered me $25 outstanding so having made money from disc golf jack i'm a professional <laughs> that's the rules <laughs> you're you're setting up your uh, your llc and yeah <laughs> what's uh, Wheaties is on the line we're they're waiting to get you on the cover of the latest box <laughs> Dylan uh, was impressed and just signed up for the club himself and just sent me a message that he got the last tag. So I guess Dave and Jason are out of luck for this season. It's crazy that the, it's that limited in their in the signups as if they, they couldn't scale it in any way. But I guess there's only just so many people they're going to fit into each uh, pin. And uh, it, how many times do they meet? Uh, just weekly, I think. But then they they're running this tournament on Saturday, and you know they they run maybe two or three a year. So mm -hmm. some interesting stuff. They're doing like draws, they give away random discs and stuff. It seems like pretty pretty cool group. Although the Arboretum group seems like a lot more easygoing. They're like those like you know fifty plus dudes with tattoos and bandanas, and they're they're like the old old uh guard you know i was I gonna say the arboretum guys more my speed to be honest yeah those like i don't know the riverside guys at all i thought they was the same group they're just bouncing between because the arboretum guys are always the you know you can probably talk about uh illegal psychotropic substances and <laughs> totally. and and prog rock <laughs> it's <laughs> like funny that you mentioned that because one guy was telling me today that he went to this like invitation only uh it's called Screaming Heads or something. Have you heard of it? It's like an no. art. <laughs> it sounds awful. Continue. It's an, it's an art installation made out of concrete or something up in the Muskokas. Okay. And they have an annual disc golf thing. And apparently they're just doing all these illicit <laughs> drugs and playing disc golf and seeing who can make it through the tournament. Uh, much less winning. I don't think they even know who uh, got the best score by the end. But I'll have to look it up. I've never heard of this before. But uh... Sounds wild. Yeah, it's it, so. Congratulations again on the um, the, the ace because obviously that's a like I think a lot it's of golfers, a, a lot of golfers go their entire careers without hitting a hole in one. Um, I don't. I, I guess it, I I guess you could say it's a little more difficult to hit a hole in one with a golf ball. But yeah. uh, either way, I'm sure there are plenty of discers that have been discing for years and years that have never hit an ace on some of the stuff. So fantastic. Yeah, I talked um, to some people that said it took them seven years to get their first one, so I'm pretty pleased. Yeah. Um, and now that you've fully embraced this, 
you have fully embraced the tournament lifestyle. Do you think this is going to become an even deeper obsession? Because now you're going to be sitting there scheduling out the various sort of. Uh, it's already uh, become pretty deep, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah. I've already I've already dedicated like I play once a day or twice a day. Sometimes forcing myself to take time off to heal my poor, badly bruised and beaten body. It takes it out of you. It actually does. Totally. And my spine is just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's my form or what, but. It's, it's uh, not your yeah. form. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like playing every day and I'm going to Toronto once a week to play. So, yeah. I feel like it's already like a pretty heavy dedication so yeah i guess <laughs> now tuesday nights instead of going to play for two hours by myself i'll play with some other people and maybe i'll take it a little more seriously but well, uh, especially not you know hopefully this fame and fortune that i've gained from disc golf doesn't change me yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> who are you we don't even know who you are anymore i wanted to like come out to the course today because it was just me and the other guys and like wear like a nice fur cape and like sunglasses <laughs> and like a crown or something like what's up peasants <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that would have gone you know probably would have gone over pretty well overall but um, i hope you throw well after you do something like that because <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no i had an awful run anyway what have you been doing lately it's uh I, I haven't been out disking since we were out at um bronte bronte, bronte which was very nice bronte. I had a great time. Uh, it's only getting nicer outside, so which is good. But uh, it's uh, I, I definitely get my outdoor activity every morning, but I'm not disking. But uh, it's usually involving walking the dogs and uh, hoping that uh, they don't, because Mossberg just goes crazy over squirrels. And if he if he sees something in the trees or running around, he's going to be underneath, and he goes in his trance and he bounces around underneath it, y- yipping and yapping. So. I get a fair bit of exercise, kind of uh, calming uh, your dog down, trying to get him to come back to me. And it, 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 the best thing you can do is just kind of walk away. And he usually doesn't like being left alone. And then he'll run back to you. But sometimes you can hear him yipping and yipping and yipping in the distance as you're getting further and further away or farther and farther away. I forget the difference. One is measurable, one isn't. And uh, and then he'll eventually run back. But sometimes he doesn't. You just have to go tramping through the woods just like jack nicholson chasing uh, his son in the shining it's like (laughs) 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 he's starting to uh freeze to death he's he's faking me out today was actually the first day he has not gone into any squirrel trances and the other dog we walk with has not um because she's this uh, muddy terrier mix, and she's got strong prey drives. Where she will, I think she's designed to hunt rabbits and stuff and foxes. So if she smells something, she can just take off. And there have been times when uh, her owners have been looking for her for like an hour or so because she's just in the area, but she's out of sight and she's not making much noise because she just caught a scent of a rabbit or something, and it's just awful, just yeah. just terrible. But it's it's not. Uh, Sometimes it, it's usually a, a, a pleasant walk, but sometimes they just do something so stupid that just frustrates you incredibly. And that's 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 my extra exercise main, in the morning. What are your main go-to routes in Guelph these days? Crane. Crane Park off of Dover Cliff. It is the, the, the per- first section is actually off-leash dog stuff, so nobody can give you dirty looks because screw you, I'm allowed to. And then the second I'm part, adult. I'm an adult and the dog's allowed off leash. And the second part is not technically off leash, but 
everyone who's there usually has their dog off leash. And if you're not there, or you're getting upset about it. It's like, what are you doing with your life? Because it's kind of a weird spot that's technically trespassing too. So, but nobody cares. And there's this kind of a cool part on that part, on that side that um, it, we started doing this route. And there were all these little bridges and things just taking over these little streams. And as we were doing this route, we noticed that uh, every couple of days or so, suddenly there'd be this like um, borderline druidic looking construction that occurred. And you'd have <laughs> these bridges that looked like somebody had uh, hoisted uh, logs from the earth and, and decorated them and built them up in such a way that I think um, there would be a lot of very eager women paying good money to have their wedding building some sort of arch or something oh yeah um but it looked very it looked fantastic but the, the interesting thing is just showed up like it would just you'd blink you'd be there the next day and all of a sudden there's this wild sort of design and uh so eventually we came across this guy and he he looked like uh, a viking <laughs> where he was a construction viking giant braided beard you oh, said the construction viking yeah the construction viking nicknamed the beast literally that was his nickname uh and he was he was sitting there ripping bong hits in this section of there's like this abandoned sort of boardwalk off to the side and uh, he was there in this true detective section because uh, there's like kind of these sunken structures and you think there's like some sort of mystery in the swamp and there he is like some sort of mythical figure had a conversation with him and he's he's a very nice guy and he was describing how he used to have a tree house that he had built there and uh then uh, later on the city came down and cut down the tree the tree house was in because it was a liability and that's uh, so bitch yeah it was uh, it was i can understand why they did it but at the same time nobody's accidentally climbing into this like he had some crazy setup where the ladder was hidden and uh, anyway so he, he just pushed it he, it got too big but anyway crane park long story short fantastic beautiful walk it's it's good exercise. The dogs love it, and they're safe there. It's, they're not going to worry about running into traffic or something along those lines. So that's the A plus location. After that, Preservation okay. Park. So Jack's been playing Have a Pet. Have a pet. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> he needs exercise and stimulation. He's slowing down a little bit. I think he he's starting to get a little more tired. And he's not as crazy. Like in the morning, he's got some energy, but he's starting to manage it in a in a constructive way. And I think when he was just so crazy before, it was just. You, we've been watching a little bit of the show. I don't know if you've seen it pop up. Do you have Netflix? Oh, yeah. Uh, have you seen ads for a canine intervention? No. It's probably yeah. like targeted to you. Yeah, I, I guarantee <laughs> it is. But it's it's this uh, basically Netflix's uh, cheap answer to the dog whisperer. And yeah. it's this guy who uh, uh, the, he's this, I don't know if he's Arabic or he's black. He's, he looks like Arabic. I missed out on a good title there with K911. I, I think that might be taken actually. <laughs> but <laughs> but his, the name of his organ or name of his training school is a uh, Cali Canine because he's based out of Oakland or something. Oh yeah. And uh, so he's like basically imagine Caesar except if Caesar was like uh, a bit thugged out, you know, kind of hip and with huh. it. And he goes around and does a similar thing, but um, it, it's entertaining. But it's not quite as good as Dog Whisper in my opinion. Dang! But you're still watching it. It's it's a it's a um. Tell me, have you seen? Oh, it's gone. I was just gonna say it's one of those shows that's like, okay, we're eating breakfast on a Saturday and there's nothing to watch. Let's throw on Canine Intervention, yeah, yeah. and then you're on your phone for half of it. So it doesn't. Matter. Sam and Candace watch like 90 Day Fiance or something. Well, yeah, Kale was watching uh, Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix, and that was. He watched that things. too. 
<laughs> and it's like we're always just like I, I managed to catch enough of it and Caleb was telling me that it's depressing how 80% of the time they take uh, marriage and I'm just like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> idiots <laughs> dummies you have 30 grand well they don't they're not giving you 30 grand it's just like I, I, I don't know I don't get it <laughs> their budget or something yeah because they show up with their money and they just like who knows what the show's paying them or maybe it's just all in the sort of discounts and deals that these people can provide but yeah, what were you going to say with that like house hunter show you know where they're like budget 2.7 million <laughs> yeah Holy. yeah our friend was you know? doing a, a bit about that we're just talking about these <laughs> it's like pokey checks the pardon me the pokey checks the no not the pokey checks the um just the idea of like uh like uh, uh kim and mike are a young couple who <laughs> own a house with an 80-year mortgage on it but are looking for a three million dollar cottage to get away from the big city <laughs> and it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's bang on <laughs> they have 10 grand to put on a down payment it's like okay tell me have you seen palm springs yet i don't even know what that is um do you Except like for a very nice Sandberg? place uh he can be grading i think he's better when he's like let off the the leash if he's allowed yeah. to be a little this crew. is you know like i used to watch these guys on youtube before they you know, I used to watch them before they were big. The, the Lonely um, Island guys? Yeah, the Lonely Island and their skits, you know? Yeah. And then obviously they started doing them for Saturday Night Live. And then Andy kind of hit it big with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But yeah, he true. made a movie, or Lonely Island made a movie in 2020 called Palm Springs. And yeah. it is good. I mean, it's it's kind of a romantic comedy. Ah, you lost and me. I know I lost you on that. <laughs> but... It's science fiction romantic <laughs> right away science <laughs> and yeah i mean it's it's essentially groundhog day okay uh, andy samberg uh something miliardi italian and jk simmons he's always great so whatever jk simmons is hilarious in that he's a tremendously talented actor who's been everything for a does. long time yeah he's yeah Oh, not I, my I tempo. saw him on Oz the first not time. Not quite my tempo. Not quite my tempo. Yeah, so he, he was going back to his Oz roots on that. I don't know how the guy's so jacked still, too. He's a beast. Um, anyway. Andrew Zenz is a show about uh, what we've been watching on TV. So. Yeah, and our pets and our sports. And... Oh, what have you been playing recently? What games have I been playing? Oh, I've been playing a lot of D&D. You know, I've been playing a little of uh, that new one, the ice one. We've now played three 12 hour sessions. Holy and, smokes! Or sorry, three four hour sessions. Total oh, okay. Hours. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ooh. Uh, still a lot of time to still have not accomplished a single goal. <laughs> so, okay. So, stop, stop. Let, let's, we might as well do our DD roundup right now. So, let's start with uh, Rhyme of the Frostman while we're on the subject. Then we'll move on to Tuesday and we can do a little recap of uh, the Wednesday shenanigans. Sure. So Frost Maiden, uh, I can tell you in about 20 seconds because nothing ever happens. Oh, like, man. Two hours of those four hours is him being like trying to like bring up a picture. He's like, I got a picture for you guys. Oh, he's like, no. oh it's, it's not loading. Hold oh, on. No, 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 no. <laughs> honestly, I just sit here and play Gloomhaven the entire campaign and I don't miss anything. <laughs> I, uh... and I, I honestly thought about dropping out. It's that bad. Last week. But I had my friend Andy from BC come in because they lost the player. And so I couldn't really drop out and leave her in it. So, Uh, Or could you? (laughs) (laughs) The old switcheroo. (laughs) There you go. Have fun. Yeah. It's it's frustrating that I I, I feel like that's... um, 
I remember being in, in, in high school, you'd have, when you're in drama class or something, I don't know if you ever took any drama courses, but uh, one of the things that you'd see syncing these productions when people start to rely too much on the technical side of stuff, where it's like, mm. okay, cue up this music, cue up these lights, do this sort of stuff. It's like, no, 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 you're, you're, you're missing it. You're, if it yeah. works, it's great. When it doesn't, it's like, it is a wrench so glaring and gigantic into the cogs of your machine that nothing, it, it just, it ruins everything. Yeah. You can't fix this. Anyway, I've really been enjoying Gloomy. <laughs> oh, man. This is you're hurting my heart just telling me this stuff. Uh, all right. So, enough about Frostmaiden. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday continues to be hilarious. Uh, I don't know if I told you about last week where they jumped on the ship. Oh, yeah. I wasn't here last week. Right. Yeah, we... So, I can give you a double update. Yep. So, uh, you know about the ghost ship? Yep. Won't go too into it. But um, <laughs> um, Seth's partner was feeling a little too tired, didn't want to participate. Oh, so, man. you know, to keep her safe as a character, uh, they decided to leave her behind on the ship. Is that a joke or did they do it on purpose? <laughs> no. They were like, well, we, you know, we don't want to kill Mary. We're going to leave Mary on the ship. And just <laughs> the three of us will go do this mission. So, you know, it's hard enough. <laughs> Four players, now they're down a player. I thought uh, an octopus attacks that ship. Yeah, eventually. Okay. You gotta make it to the hold first. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so three of them come and obviously they they are dying all the time at four players. With three players they didn't have a chance. Yeah. But uh, you know, they make it uh into sort of like the first room there in the, the north end of the ship and uh, they're they're dying, you know. One guy's unconscious, the other one's. Feel- Oceanus magically shows up on the ship. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Remember when you were? Yeah. So that happened the week before, and she bailed him out again. She healed. <laughs> and then they're back up, and they're like, "Whoa, let's go down the stairs!" You know, no heat, no rest, nothing. <laughs> After you bailed him out, it's like. <laughs> yeah. So on they go charging into the next wave oh, don't you of think you got shit? Let's go. Let's leave, guys. <laughs> what do you think? But then, so they they just basically just made it down the stairs and opened the door to see the orc druid and his phase spider and everything like that. And uh, that's where we, I ended the session. So they knew that they were coming back to this session with like a big boss fight. And so they were all really uh, jazzed for it. And Robin came back, so it was like we did this little retcon at the beginning. He was like, okay, you close the door, <laughs> and then Oceanus goes to get Robin <laughs> on the other ship, and then she's back down. Yeah, yeah. So then they had their full party. They're ready to roll. You know, they all heal each other up. They crack open the door, slam a... F- uh, or they tried to like intimidate him first, but they did a yeah. terrible job. They slam a flaming sphere in at him. It's going pretty well. Then the phase spider shows up, and the giant spiders shoot webs down on them, and they're and they're all and they're gonna wipe again, Jack. <laughs> so what what happens? Oh yes, oh yes. But this time it was perfect because Andy has always wanted to play on Tuesday nights, and she always has work that goes late because she's in BC. And this just last night she happened to message me. I'm gonna be home in 20 minutes. Do you want me to jump in? I'm like yes. I'm going to take a 15-minute break, and when we come back, you're going to show up as OCN. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was just like 
here she is again. And I'm like, just keep casting healing word. Just every turn, just healing word, healing word. Cause yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's, and I was just like, do it to whoever's unconscious. And sure enough, every time it was her turn, somebody was unconscious. <laughs> was it, was it fun? Do you think it was entertaining? If I a... loved it. It was super fun. Well, you just, loved it, but did it, was everyone Yeah. <laughs> No, they were pumped because, you know, they, like, made it. But, like, they're okay. oblivious to the fact that I'm babying them. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they just think that it's totally normal, normal that NPC shows up every time they die. <laughs> what, a, what a coincidence. <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they managed to, uh, to win that encounter. And next week, they'll go down into the hold and meet the scum. And then here comes Octopus Man. So uh, we'll see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like make it so that they survive. We'll see. I think you will, Joel. I think at this point it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's what level are they? Uh, four. Four. I don't know. I remember that 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 section being a little a little tough. Um, it, it's been tough all the way up until I think six. Yeah. I think I might as well just move into ours now, the Wednesday one, because I, I think we're at the point where outside of um, goofy sort of like... Uh, just sa- getting God tier. Well, I, I think outside of stuff, it's like make, save, or or you're basically just incapacitated type stuff. Um, the, Mark is just like, everything misses him. So as long as he's out front just aggroing everything, it's although he took a bit of a beating there at the end. But I think we, I don't, who knows, you know what, if, if we had somebody, if we had a bard or something that was buffing him or giving him like, what, what spells give you bonus to AC? Uh, like, uh, bark skin, uh, you could do shield obviously as a reaction. Yeah. There's a couple others, uh, arcane shield, I think gives a plus two to anybody. I, I'm almost wondering if you could do a game where it's just you have just three support characters and one tank and they all just buff him re- relentlessly <laughs> and he just goes <laughs> in and just, just just it's kind of like just three people three medics on the the uh, the heavy that's just like, play, that's always how you play dragon age yeah try wizard in a tank it's awesome just uh although i thought couldn't you just do a couple wizards in that just like was it storm of ages or seasons or that one spell that just um yeah <laughs> turn off friendly that. fire <laughs> yep yep i mean cetaceous got a couple of those yeah cetaceous just says cetaceous lightning storm absolutely crazy i'll be interested to see how you guys handle being in cold dark underwater um scary land though it'll be it'll yeah. be a different story and also i think i well i might as well tell you i think when you get back to the ship you're going to eight so things are getting real That'll be fun. Eight's really big for me because I get—I finally get my last, the one I've been kind of waiting for, uh, the last ability, which will be very fun. Nice. So, all right, D and D. Anything else? Uh, just a little uh, cribbage, you know, here and there. Okay. It's been Nothing. fun. We taught no. Candace how to play. It's—it's it's honestly not difficult. There's a fair fair bit of stuff to keep in mind or like try to remember, but um, yeah. Yeah, the 15s really get people. So you got to count to 15, then you get two points for every 15 you get, and then you can change out the card, and then this other card gets you 15, and then this other, and then they're like, oh, uh, you see their eyes glazing over. I still, I still maintain that I think the, uh, 
don't no snickering. The pegging is the most difficult part of that game. <laughs> it is sure the pegging sure is hard. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's one of the most random things ever. Like you can minimize uh, the obviously the options that your opponent is going to have, but there's nothing worse than like playing everything like statistically right and them just like, yep, thirty-one, yep, fifteen, yep, just uh, one, two, like runs, just everything you do. You're just staring in the distance, like what have I done with my life? Just nothing, <laughs> nothing clicks, and just utterly random how they're just getting points off you. But yeah, oh, I life. had that. I think I like, I think Sam was like halfway across. One of our games, but she, I think she's probably like 68% against me or something. Like she's, she's pretty good. Pretty high. All right. Well, let's cut a musical break and uh, we'll come back and we can talk about some more stuff. So stay tuned.
Welcome back to Android's Dungeon on CFRU 93.3 FM. What you just heard was offered by Britney Spears. No, by Offermouse from the album Morked Farrar from 2018. Uh, I forgot that I had this album. It is fantastic. Uh, some, I, I think you you might label it as Dungeon Synth, but I think that's pushing it. I'd say it's more, uh, you know, kind of uh, dark ambient with the, more of an electronic-y sort of background to it, which I guess you could argue that's what Dungeon Synth is, but uh, you know, I, I will fight you. It's there is a I thought Dungeon Synth was just beach rock. <laughs> just uh <laughs> just Dale on loop, which is that music's <laughs> fantastic. It's fun for what we're doing, so it's jaunty <laughs> stuff. Um yeah. so before we went to the musical break we we're discussing Jules recent disking adventures and also the D&D adventures that we've been having, um, which is, I, I think the D&D stuff is neat to talk about because we should be clear that, because Joel's running two of the same campaigns simultaneously, one that has a, a bit more of a head start than the other, but um, I just want to ask for, uh, move on to something else. Do you find that you are actively changing stuff based on how we've handled things or stuff that you thought, oh, I didn't like that, or I would, I would modify the way this is handled in the future? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes it so much easier because honestly, like what you see and what's in the book, like the book is a little thin as far as content goes. And so like, if you have like a single paragraph or something, uh, for example, Crabber's Cove was like about four lines of text. It was oh, like yeah, Zolek is there. He's in the basement. Their brotherhood are there. Yeah. He'll, you know, give you some information uh, about them in exchange for his freedom. That's yeah. all you get. And you have to have somebody lawful good to get him out. Okay. Um, aside from that, you have to make up the entire thing on your own, right? So I am like crafting maybe. 30% of what you see. Mm-hmm. So now that that's all done and I've kind of like decided how it's going to look, then I get to run it with you guys. And then the, honestly, the guys from Tuesday get the best of both worlds. Cause not only have I figured out the differences between the books and what's going to play, but I've already tested it once. So yeah, like when you say like a combat was boring or it went too long or it wasn't as interesting, I can like take that and be like, okay, like what can I add to this? What can I take away? Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. Right, cool. Just I was just curious because uh, it it seems like you've got a, a bit of an opportunity here to, uh, and I think maybe for some of these, God forbid, professional DMs for guys who have run the different totally. books a couple times, I'm sure they've got their own little notes and uh, additions to uh, things. Kind of like how uh, we were talking about Storm King's Thunder, that dumb tower section. That's, that's just yeah. kind of. It, it just feels like a waste of time. You think there'd be some cool stuff, but it's my fault for not thinking that it would, or not being a little more uh, dynamic with how it's handled. But uh, at the same time, the reason the book is there is like, you should, unless they actively say uh, like, give me some tips or something or do this. It's, it kind of leaves you at the mercy of it. And some situations work fine out of the, out of the box, but other ones just kind of don't really make much sense. So I don't know, maybe it relies a lot on the players and you kind of reacting to what they're up to, but yeah, kind of limits when everyone's just kind of standing across from each other. And it's just like you hit, I hit, you hit, I hit. So one of the things about this one is that I decided that I was just going to do the book, you know, like, put you through the book it's my first book campaign so i i can lean on that and then 
you know, see what I've learned from it at the end. So that's kind of like my rules for it. But I, when I look at Salt Marsh online, just everybody's doing their own thing. Just, oh, I took this, I took this, you know, they, they might do mm-hmm. three of those. Um, how Storm King Thunder going? Did you do another session yet? No, no. It's that's one of those things like maybe once a month. It's, oh, okay. Uh, so which I'm happy with because I like doing but longer ones. What's your general exp- uh, impression of being a DM so far? It's fun. It's I think um, you the 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 Wednesday group. I don't know about your Tuesday one. Everyone there has of uh, myself excluded has a fairly good grasp of yeah. You guys all, are good at it. <laughs> all the mechanics, and I'm not not sitting there like if there's a question, if if, if I get asked a question, I got to look it up. There's no way I can like look over and say, "Do you know? Do you know the answer to that?" Like it's all on me. Um, and to a lesser extent, some people know a little bit. Like Dave's done a fair bit of research, but same time, it's like you know, I'm I just be trusting him half the time. Versus yep. like if if someone asks a question, like Mark or Victoria or you, it's like well, it's just like climbing over each other to answer that question. It's which is <laughs> super easy to hear or super nice yeah. to hear. So I don't. Yeah, I am enjoying it a lot, but it's it's still. I think it's it'd be a lot easier to do if people uh, if you're playing with people who know the systems better. And yeah. but honestly, it's like it's a it's a it's a balance because you've got these people that are new and everything you tell them is like interesting and unique and with you guys like especially with mark there's like a certain degree of cynicism because mark already knows all mm-hmm. of the characters all of the monsters and gods that i'm talking about yeah and and i, I don't want to say too much about what i've been cooking up but that's one of the main reasons i'm trying to do a lot more of um, homebrew homebrew and not in the sense of necessarily going from like a ground up rebuild but there familiarity is a good thing but it's also you want to mix things up that it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like when you see a goblin, you know right away, okay, <laughs> it's a goblin. It has like 14 AC or something. It will do this, it will do that. Exactly. But even like playing around with the expectations of goblins, where it's like, what's why, why don't people ever do more things involving goblins like the gob like wizards experiment goblins or something or god do is like they're they're vats yeah. and they're drinking like and they like they're, they've got giant muscles or something and it's like oh these goblins are ridiculous they're still squishy but they, they this goblin like, learned capoeira <laughs> what's that eddie and he just spins around oh yeah <laughs> I don't. I, I think there's a certain amount of uh, in, certain amount of uh, freedom that, and obviously nothing stopping you. It's all just like there's no gun to your head. It's not a video game, and I think that's a tough part. It's a lot of work to make certain things, but it's all about. Um, that's why I think your Tuesday session is so interesting because you can see what's what works and what doesn't, and and they're they're not as experienced perhaps. So maybe some of the stuff isn't as uh, where it. <laughs> the cynicism yeah. maybe is it's more outside. work to like teach him everything but on the other hand it's more fun because they're more enthusiastic yeah they don't know better <laughs> well yeah and, and then you got also it goes the other way where it's like great power great responsibility joel so you can't be throwing stuff that's like well you should know this well obviously yeah. you don't <laughs> well i like with the treant right did i tell you about the treant hitting the treant and getting smashed trying it's to like... kill a treant <laughs> well, I was up, like... it does like 48 damage isn't it like <laughs> challenge rating 12 or something yeah <laughs> they're, they're level four yeah it's like it's like trying to punch a god <laughs> at their level yeah um but you've been playing actual board games you're you're gonna save this show we just spent like 
three quarters of it talking about not board games and all the board game <laughs> listeners have turned it off long ago and you're our, gonna our, bring them back wait guys hold on a second yeah i'm gonna tell you about games has <laughs> not already faded into a diabetic coma <laughs> um so two games this weekend super motherload and 18 mechs super motherload haven't played in a while um Joel had it borrowed for a bit. Uh, yeah. Did you get to play it at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twice, I think. Oh, good. Um, it's been a long time. I feel like it's been a couple of years since we played it last. Uh, after a quick rules refresh, get on the table, and we're, we're having a great time. And I, I'm remembering how much I like this game. And for those who don't know, it is a, um, a deck builder where you are drilling deep into the uh, earth of or the, the ground of this uh, planet. I don't know if it's Mars or maybe it's just some, I don't know, alien world. <clears throat> and you use the, your hand to uh, create strings of the same color that allow you to uh, dig deeper depending on how many of the same card you're playing. Different cards have different abilities. Uh, the abilities are fairly basic. So you're never overwhelmed. Uh, you, the combos that you're making are mostly based on uh, your 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 buying of cards. And the way you buy cards is there are stacks of the colors. Uh, there are four colors available to everyone. Um, I'm not sure if they're randomized between the players. Like different colors, different things. I could be wrong. Um, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to set. So when you're drilling down, you're getting gems. And the, the gimmick of this game is that currency you have to put immediately onto some of the cards. So you're investing them. And if you put too much money on a card, you don't get any change or anything. So you got to think wisely about where you're mm -hmm. the money you're putting down. And when you buy cards, there's a one-time bonus for getting the cards, and that varies for a bunch of different ones. But um, it, it's just if with two players, it, goes, it plays very quickly. There's one board taken out too, which adds to that. But in general, it's just a the the art design is great. the The action is simple. You're not shuffling that many times. I think if I had the if I added up the amount of shuffles I did in that game, it's probably um, with the two player game, I'd say it's under seven, which is right. nothing for it's a deck builder. Very light on the deck building, and it's very heavy on the deck using. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But so it's a deck deck crafter. Deck crafter. Uh, there's no purging. You don't want to purge the cards personally because Not really. what are you doing? Why would you be purging cards? They're all useful in some way or another. So yeah, and if you don't want it, if you don't want them, just don't use them. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's stopping you except for the hand limit. And uh, and that I don't even know if you can discard. I don't know. But why I think you like you can play like unlimited of a certain color or something. So why wouldn't you want? Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's like it rewards you for getting more of one color. So yeah. if it's what's stopping you from, well, I guess they get more. And you can get so. rainbow cards. Yeah, you get wilds. There's achievements and things. So the first person to do certain stuff, you're allowed to claim them. So anyway, a lot of stuff going on. Very nice game. Uh, I, I I feel like it's oddly underappreciated uh, in a world where Clank is uh, on lips of people everywhere. And I I feel like, well, I don't know. It, well, I, I always don't... love those kind of video games. Oh, they're tons of fun. Yeah, it's super satisfying. Like uh, SteamWorld, Dig, I find is very similar to that too. I don't know if you ever played that. It's it, super, super fun. Hits those dopamine sections of your brain of upgrading. It's got this great art style, a great uh, sense of humor. Uh, so that's a crypto crypto shout out to the SteamWorld series. Of, there's SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Heist. There's like a, uh, a deck builder attack RPG version game, which I've heard is so-so, but I'll pick it up on sale, I think, if I ever want it. But great games. <laughs> Highly recommend them. Uh, and then I got to play a game of 18 mechs uh, on Sunday. Um, and this one was with two people who had played 
Um, they've played Feast Road before and they've played Container before. And those were two games that they had never, ever, like they're, they're Monopoly and Scrabble people. Uh, and so they immediately, they, it was throwing them into the deep end with that. And uh, Container, I've always maintained, is a super simple game. It's just the abstract notions of where things kind of, Mm-hmm. It, the part where it's like okay so when i make this it goes here and then i can just move it into here on my own right it's like no no you can't do that well why not you need somebody to do it for you it's a raw good uh you need to buy from some well i don't have process no it doesn't work so the container fails on like thematic angles thematically it makes zero sense you've thematically got like no factories sense. right behind your docks and somehow they can't <laughs> yeah. move the goods like I, I honestly think it's so ill-conceived thematically that it actually creates problems teaching the game and i need i've, yeah. I've still haven't figured out a way to teach container perfectly um but once you get going it's fine uh, so they did well with container and then feast for odin which i was worried about but they took two like ducks and water um and that one i think is more com- complicated than both of these games um uh, by both of them, I mean container and 18 max. So anyway, I had we played 18 max. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into the details about the game because we've talked about it enough on the show before. But um, I was a little they they requested they want he wanted to play something. Uh, I think he said quote unquote longer and heavier. And Whoa, it's, yeah, I just that's I, not a common request. You just I just turned and I looked at him. And said, <laughs> right, Is boy, this after 18 18 max? No, no, no. That was wh- that was before eighteen max. Okay, um, so that's what you brought out. Yeah, that's what I brought out because I because I was this close to getting eighteen thirty out after or instead of uh, feast road the one time. <laughs> um, but it was a re- it was the right choice. Feast road, even though it was long, it wasn't eighteen thirty long. So always good. Uh, and I was, um, I was very happy with it. He actually ended up winning, and I was I was pleased with that because it's always nice when somebody who's new to the game wins or at least isn't like totally out. But overall, everyone was quite in the the running. Um, but what I want to say was that from a teaching perspective, um, I found the game quite simple to explain and people, the mechanics were no problem, but something that I came across, I've never come, uh, never really happened to me in these games was the, it was the turn order structure that was deeply confusing. And every turn I was explaining the process. So the stock round was simple, but for the train operating round, I found every time, every time it was like, okay. Take your mail route. Um, do uh, take your private income when those are still around. Uh, operate the miners. I'm doing this out of order slightly, but um, uh, lay track, run the trains, uh, buy trains, and so on. It was just like it sounds so simple. Excuse me when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm saying it like this, but it was something that I found they just weren't clicking. It wasn't sticking. And it occurred to me that I don't know why there there aren't little player aids in some of these games. And then it hit me that. Um, at 1861-67, which showed up the other day that I can't wait to get out, it actually comes with player aids, specifically for this purpose, uh, because they anticipated, like, oh, some people might be confused. This is this is a very accessible uh, game, so let's hand people some gorgeously printed uh, player aids to teach you the, the turn, or, turn structure and how things work beyond just, like, the phases on the company charters that tell you what to watch out for. So, yeah. Um, a tiny bit of text in the corner of the stock market. Yeah, tiny little little things here and there that are so easy to miss. And I, I think I've talked to you before about this, Joel. But it's when you're when you're constantly teaching a game, it, it's it's work. And I'm not saying I didn't have a good time, but it, you're on the whole time. 
And it's like your voice is slightly fried at the end. It's like you were teaching for uh, like a nine hour day or something. Uh, and you're just like, whoa, I was talking the entire time and just kind of running this, uh, administrating this. So um, I, I, I was very happy with the, like I was saying, to, to reiterate, very happy with how they played the game. Um, but I was just frustrated with the uh, having to go over constantly the, um, the the structure of the turns themselves, and I think an easy easy answer is just to have player aids. But did uh, you the, go with the Chihuahua? Uh, I didn't even have a company till three quarters oh, of the way through the game. Nice. Well, not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> it's just every time I wanted to, a company got started, and then it was just I, I was just looking around. It's like none of the. I, Nothing There's else n- makes sense right now. Nothing makes sense right now. So it's like, all right, well, I might as well ride around and they've got tons of capital and they're going to make lots of money. And as long as I don't get stuck with it. And the only there was, there was a bad company dump where a guy dumped two companies and they slid completely downhill. Um, and it was something I was really impressed that he did it uh, because you don't often see that sort of stuff. Usually people want to run these companies really well, but he, I think he stole train from the one company and then he sold off uh, the other two. And it was just one of those like so you're, successful. Gro- you're growing up. It makes me happy to see. So. You're a, you're a man now. You're a man now. You've you've <laughs> you've dumped insolvent companies on some Jack, victims. Jack's bar misfa. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that was the the heavy gaming, uh, the actual board gaming of the weekend, and uh, hopefully as things are getting nicer outside, I'll be able to. Uh, uh, can do some stuff outside eventually but i feel like the second things are nice you look at the forecast and it's going to be rainy or it's going to be snowing again so i think we're a ways away from dedicated nice weather where you can lock something in outside but yes we'll see. yes honestly like i think we could probably finish salt marsh out back that i joel i was thinking about it i honestly was this close to just suggesting it for uh Today uh, would today. have been perfect, honestly. We, today would have worked because it was oh, so nice out. But... Okay, well, we'll see what next week is like. We'll have we'll to see. Be, oh, magical. Yeah, it's so nice not to have to handle roll 20 and rhythm. And Absolutely. And, oh, it's a you lot of just, work. Just do theater of the mind, just draw in the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, on those draw pages. So. Hand. so I anyway. use Mossberg as a monster. <laughs> you don't have to think too hard about that. It's... You would get a little worked up, but anyway. It's a white dragon. Sure, why not? Make an ancient white dragon. Well, gold dragon, I guess. Blue eyes. Kind of <laughs> Blue eye, white dragon. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I want to say is um, uh, the uh, so if I have enough time uh, to just hop on for a few minutes, because I don't, I haven't been playing many computer games lately, because I just don't have the um, there's a there's nothing out, and b it's like it's usually something quick that you can turn on and off quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so between reading about Valheim and looking at the occasional picture and going, boy, that looks nice, <laughs> and then going back to doing something I can do in 15 minutes. Are you going to jump on your own server or are you going to jump on? Well, no, I'd love to hop on my, the, our, our server, but it's just, again, I, don't, I haven't had time. I'm not, I don't, yeah. just haven't been able to invest the time to do it. Um, but I, I have been playing a bit of a game, and maybe it's sitting in uh, people's... Um, Steam libraries because they picked up on sale, but it's Ori and the Blind Forest. Have you played this one? Mm-mm, but I think I saw you playing it. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a I guess you classify it as a, like a Metroidvania in the sense of you're bouncing around, you're getting more abilities, it opens up more areas, and you're and you're going around doing that sort of the gameplay loop. But it's this gorgeous sort of like 
I'd hesitate to call it because it's a little played out, but it's Studio Ghibli. Uh, oh, that's art style. Yeah, it's not anime, but it's it's whimsical, cartoonish, uh, kind of like mystical as well. Uh, it's it it's a incredible game, and I regret that I didn't play it earlier so far because there's a lot of meat to it. So far. It, it's not super deep, but there's a lot of game to it, and it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, and mute. And uh, I, I'm I'm not too big a man to admit that uh, within the first ten minutes, I was kind of I was I was crying a bit. It was, it was a, a little <laughs> emotional in the beginning of this game. <laughs> it's that like, early, eh? You know, it's I like brothers. The tale. Uh, no, we played a little bit of that. Yeah, brothers' tale of two sons that yeah. gets you right at the beginning with the mom. Yeah, it's some of these games. Like I think it's the it, it's the classic trope of like the kids. It looks childish, but they're. There's some heavier themes in there, so it's like you're you got a smile on your face, like you just woke up early Saturday morning and <laughs> ate your cereal, but then it's like all of a sudden, oh, it's a little heavy, little heavy. So anyway, that's that's all I want to want to point out. So if you keep it, put it on your Steam wish list, Ori in the Blind Forest, and I think there's a yeah, sequel out too. So um, anyway, that's all we got. Is there anything you want to say, Joel? Yeah, uh, come kill Moder. The fourth of five bosses in Valheim with us. <laughs> you mean I can show up with like my banana and yeah. like, throw rocks at him? Throw rocks or just like plink him from a distance. We so just we'll give see. you a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, I, was just gonna say, far, just, far I found the dodging pretty intuitive in that game, so maybe I could do something. I'll, I'll probably get one shot. Ten minutes, you'd be um, parrying like the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> parrying the bosses like it's Dark Souls. All right, cool. Uh, then let's end right here. Uh, Android Dungeon CFRU 93.3FM. Check us out on CFRU.ca. I don't know if we've uploaded an episode recently. Have we, Joel? Uh, it's been a bit, but yeah, I'm going to start doing two or three a week soon. All right, cool. So we're going we're gonna to flood your inboxes if you got notifications set up, so be prepared. Um, and aside from that, things are getting warmer outside, so I hope everyone is enjoying this nice weather, and hopefully we don't get buried in snow by the time this episode reaches most people. So. <laughs> Hope. Uh, have a good one. Talk to you later. See you. Rope. Good show. Good show. Good show. What was that song? I'm going to listen to it. Uh, it is. I'll just link it to you. Pro tournaments now in disc golf that like I'm like I'm up on everyone that's happening each weekend. <laughs> We've got a fantasy pool for disc golf pros. That's I, I think you may have to step back, Joel. You're too deep. <laughs> too deep in this world of disc game. There you go. Very strange album cover. I can never figure that one out. Uh, single track, wave. Yes, of course. A prosthetic? No, it's an actual dude. Yeah, some old, I don't know, Danish man or Hungarian, who knows. Oh, this is cool. All right, man, well, happy editing. Yeah, thank you. And uh